back. We're talking about million dollar careers. As always, I've got my buddy uh, Rob Houghton with me. Rob is uh, the president of MR Fairfax up in Washington, D.C. He is the leading executive recruiter in the uh, Washington, D.C. metro area, and he focuses on insurance. He's got a couple of other uh, really cool things that he does, too. He teaches uh, He teaches leadership. He does a lot of executive coaching, and he's just been a good friend for 20 years. So, well, Rob, welcome back. How are you, Craig? It's good to be back, man. It, it, it's it's always great to have you on. It's always great to have these conversations. Absolutely. So uh, a lot of people are talking to me about leadership and expectations. And I, I think back, and you've got a military background, and I do too. One of the things I loved about the aircraft carrier that I was on was when you went up on the flight deck, everybody had a shirt, you know, and it was color-coded. You know, red shirts were crash and salvage. White shirts were safety. Green shirts were maintenance. Brown shirts were plane captains. Everybody had a job, and you knew what that job, you, you knew what their job was. And on the flip side, everybody had the shirt on knew what their job was, right? And it was like, hey, you do your job, not the other guy's job. The only time you did, the, the only time everybody work together it was always a court it's a well-coordinated team but it was you know it was like hey look do your job don't worry about the other guy he's got his responsibilities you know just do your job and i'm, I'm seeing all this stuff now and I'm, I'm feeling it and i'm hearing it and maybe it's just got my frustration up everybody wants to do everybody else's job and they don't focus on their own job yeah, and it's. Can you imagine the left tackle? You know, the left tackle, his only job is to protect the quarterback's blind side. He just says, I, mean, ah, "I don't want to do that today. I want to go be a running back." Yeah, yeah. I think every uh, private sector company needs a CV boss, that guy who who sits up top, directing all the traffic out on the flight deck. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was just having a conversation. I was like, "Hey, look, you know." Leader was kind of frustrated. I said, "Yeah, are you setting some expectations for your team? Are you? Yeah, look, yeah, break down the organization. CEO's job is to set the vision for the company, the strategic vision for the company. The CFO's job is to be the strategic finance partner to the CEO, and from a numbers standpoint." You know, this is what we need to do to get your vision. You know, and then from a leadership standpoint, the CFO says, okay, I've got accounting set up. I've got APAR. I've got a good controller. We're going to report to the CEO the numbers every day, every week, you know, little and, and show the CEO where the company is to his vision. Here's how I look at it. All right. You got minders, grinders, and finders, okay? The finder is the CEO. The minder is the CFO. Now, who, who, okay, who's the third leg in the stool? Who is the grinder? That's the COO, right? Right. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's as simple as that. Minders, grinders, and finders, man, you know? Yeah. And each of them stay, stay the hell out of each other's way, and the CEO sits at the top of the organization. He's the face. Right. I mean, look, you got the CEO is the minder. We're, this is the strategic direction we're going down. 
And you have the CFO who's going, okay, if you want to go down that direction, this is the financial resources you need. And then you've got the COO in the engine room who's making He's it all. He's the grinder, home. man. He's the grinder. He's the guy throwing the logs in the engine. Yeah. But, 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 you know, it, it's, it's, I, I find it funny that a lot of people are, they don't understand they're there. It's like, no, you're not a partner. Your, your, your job is to do this and focus on what it is you're hired to yeah. do. And don't worry about everything else in the world, but do what you were hired to do. And if that was to make the machines hum, make yeah. the machines hum, stay out of the CFO's way. Yeah. You know. I did an executive coaching assignment about two months ago, actually in the, in the United Arab Emirates. And uh, I went into a company and the guy said, our sales are flat. We can't get out of this rut. We're spending all this. We've got all this money allocated to all these initiatives. And I said, what kind of initiatives? And he listed the initiatives on a whiteboard. There was like 15 of them. Social media, operations, HR, sales. Mm -hmm financial reporting, you know, outreach, all kinds of stuff, deep learning. You know, I said, why don't you just focus on one for like 90 days? I said, why don't you focus on sales? He goes, really? I said, yeah, forget about these other initiatives. Put them on a back burner and just focus on your sales program. So the guy poured all of his resources into sales a new sales reporting system, hired more salespeople, trained more salespeople, really focused on salespeople, sent them out to conferences. In like 90 days, he could already see the difference. It's now, you know, several months later, and I just did a phone call with him, and he said, you know, Rob, that was great advice. Focus, focus, focus. We focused on sales. We laser focused everything we had on sales, and now we can start prioritizing these other initiatives. But it was all about everyone everyone was trying to multitask and do too many things at the same time. The the funny, yeah, you know, that's probably where it's all, you know, where it's all at. And yeah, you, know, you talk about like all the initiatives, social media, you know, uh, new ERP system, new whatever. And, and, and I look at it, I go, you know, nobody, the, the best question in business, the most powerful question in business is why? You know, it comes into, we need a new ERP system. Why? Well, this one doesn't work very well. Okay. So if we put in a new ERP system, what is the ROI that we get off of the new thing? It's like product management. You know, what's the business case? If we rip everything out and start all over, do we double our business? Yeah. Man, yeah. If if I give this to you, I, I love this goes back to a conversation. I love whiny sales guys. I was once a whiny sales guy. The whiny sales guys are like, oh, we have to do all these reports. We can't sell because we have to do all these reports. We can't sell because of this, or we can't sell because of that. The COO of the company looked at them all and said, okay, if I take all that off your plate, if I take all that off your plate, are you going to go sell? Are you going to meet quota? And it was like it was like crickets. <laughs> a lot of people shuffle under feet, hands in their yeah. pockets. Yeah, and the question is why? You know, what or what? If I do this for you, what do I get back? That's true, man. Multitasking is way overrated. I think so too. Yeah. Focus, focus, focus. What are you trying to get out of the? You know, what are you trying to get out of the? Yeah, you, know, you want a great social media program. 
what's it going to get for you? What is it? Yeah, what's what's it going to get? Talk to a PR company once. They wanted it was ridiculous. They wanted our minimum is three months, and they wanted like five grand a month. I go okay. Say I say yes to this. What do you give? What do I get back? Yeah. Well, it's PR. You really don't know. You can't measure it. Oh, so I'm supposed to give you fifteen thousand dollars. How do I hold you accountable? Right. Yeah. Well, you really can't. It's it's PR. Like no, I don't think that works for me. If you can't measure it, then it's not worth no. it. But but yeah, the PR company should have come back and said, you know, it it you know, the PR company this and this is the this but this isn't just the PR company. This is the challenge of everybody. They don't come they don't come to their boss with a plan. They it's like throwing confetti in the air. It's like a bunch of noise. It's like chaff in the air. It's a bunch of noise. You know, it's they don't come and say, hey, if you spend three thousand dollars to on me to go to this conference, I will have I I can set up meetings with Joe, Fred, Mary, Sally, and Alex, and I think I could come back with three or four sales or some good things. So the three thousand dollars to send me to this conference is worth the ROI of that. Yeah, exactly. They just go and they say, "I want to go to this conference." <laughs> <laughs> to which the boss should come back and go, why? <laughs> You're right. Everything I do, I, I ask the same question, why? Actually, my accountant asked that question. And why are we spending this money now? Yeah. Why? There better be a good answer. You know, There's got to be a rate of return, which is why it's important to take uh, benchmarks and keep track of metrics. You know, like I just read to my website. And I'm I'm tracking activity and it's through, through the roof, you know, it's wildly beyond my expectations. So I'm thinking that was good money I spent, but I had to measure it. Otherwise, we'd be sitting here wondering, I wonder if that really worked or not, you know? Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, particularly with sales, you got to do that, I think. I think I think operating in a void or operating in a vacuum makes people, yeah, makes people nervous. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You think about yeah. Look, the 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 leader of the company. You know, they're not getting the numbers that they need. You know, they're operating in a void. You know, where are we from a day to day, from a week to week, from a month to month? Show me the numbers. But don't worry about it. You're okay. We're fine. It's all good. You know, you're operating in a vacuum. What do you mean we're good? We're fine. You yeah, know, show me the numbers. Right. Ah, sales will be great. You know, we're okay. You know, got lots of leads coming in. We're going to close some deals. Don't worry about it, boss. Yeah. No, 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 no. Show me the. Show I think a lot the, of it. Show me the numbers. A lot of it goes back to 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 your um, leadership of, of of not only in the C-suite but in your divisions, in your departments. You have to, you have to have leaders that lead up and lead down too, and then make everyone, including themselves, accountable. And yeah. uh, you know, laser focused. If you have that, I think you're pretty good. I think the accountability is the key thing. Accountability is the key. That, that's why every time I spend money, I always keep track of it. I keep, you know, it's, it's accountable. Uh, I know you and I are both uh, workout guys. So when I go to the gym, I'm always keeping track. I keep track every day how much I weigh. I keep track of how many, how many you know, pull-ups I do, how many push-ups. I, I chart it out. And then over three months, six months, 
nine months, I can see my progress. I've got my individual daily weight going back 15, 20 years. I keep track of it every day. You know, it's just an accountability thing. If you don't keep track of it, it's not accountable, right? But I, yeah, you know, but but it's strange when you, you look at the noise out there. You know, it, it's the great resignation. Now everybody talks about the great resignation. You need to be nice to me. You know, you you know, people don't leave jobs. People leave bad bosses. I think that's 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 that to me is bad. I don't think that's right at all. I think people leave jobs, but you need to be nice to me. You can't talk to me that way. You, but here's the funny thing: is the people that are most accountable to themselves are not the ones that are having that conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're the ones that are driving. They're the grinders in the organization that are delivering down and they're delivering up, and they're communicating. I love grinders, man. You know, when I recruit people, I look for that grinder. And you know how you can tell who a grinder is? All you have to do is look at your resume. Competitive sports. High school wrestler, wrestling champion in college. Are you kidding me? You got to be a grinder, man. I call it, I talk to them and I find the person that quote unquote needs the A. Yeah, exactly. You need the A. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, I talked at a conference about this couple months ago and, and and my daughter is in college and she can't stand group projects because she can't stand making a B. So what ultimately happens is they put her in these group projects with six people, four of whom are dopes, yeah. her one other and four dopes. Oh man, I'm at the bar. I'll get to it. You know, Oh, I've got a tennis tournament this weekend. I'm going to do, I'm going to tap it on the side of the tennis tournament. You got, in the meantime, you got two people who are grinding out because they got to know where they are any given day. Yeah. And they need the A. Those are the people who you hire. Yeah. And you ask them, you know, tell me about your life. I, I played competitive sports. I hate to lose. I'm a single mother of two kids and I want to put them to college. I want to make sure they have a great life. You know, yeah. pick a pick somebody and they're what they're working for is a goal. And they need that A. And those are the people who drive the organizations. And those are the people who are uber focused on their own job and they're uber focused on the organization and you know, uber focused on success. Yeah. And employers should be able to recognize who these people are because if they don't reward them in this day and age, they're going to walk out the door, you know, because people are much more aware now of being able to move around. And uh, that's what COVID has done. It's, it's provided a lot of mobility in the job force now. And the, these types of need to aid people are more self-aware of what's going on and the opportunities out there. So I tell my clients all the time, forget about, you know, taking care of everyone on your workforce. You got to identify those need to aid people and you got to make sure they understand the purpose of the organization. You got to respect them. You have to appreciate them. Give them the unexpected bonus because those are the people that are going to drive your organization. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's funny because here's the conversation I have with clients base salary. 200 grand. You know, and then they say, well, I want a 50% bonus. Okay, so that's another 100 on top. Companies always look at the top number. They go, ooh, that's $300,000. That's a lot of money. They go, time out. You're in it for two. 
Everything else is dependent, is a variable. Yeah, incentive-based. And, and the way I look at it, I go, hey, look, if the person does what you need them to do and they do it well, you're not going to care about paying out that bonus. You're going to be so happy to pay that bonus, you're going to give them a little bit more. If they don't do what you need them to do to earn that bonus, it's a very short conversation. I mean, that's the whole way the world should be looked at. If you do, if you if you do what you're expected to do in life and you beat the expectations, the bonuses and the rewards come. If you continually fail, it's a very yeah. short conversation. That's just that's just business, right? I had a candidate about a year ago. This woman was unbelievable. I don't think I'd ever seen a candidate this good. I mean, polished, mature, mental acuity, team player, no ego, just amazing, amazing certifications. I mean, working all the time. I got her this position with one of my top clients. And I told her, I said, and she was very willing to be coached. So I said, go into the interview. And at the right time, kind of lean forward in your chair, elbows on the table, look that hiring authority in the eyeballs. And I want you to ask them, what can I do in the first six months that'll make you look really, really good? What's the one thing I can do? And she said, this guy had this like amazed look in his face, like he never heard this before. And he had to gather himself. And he said, you know, <laughs> I got this one customer this yeah. big customer, we're getting ready to lose this customer. We've just had a litany of errors. It's just a freaking nightmare. Right. Underwriting problems, claims issues. Man, he says, if you could rescue that client, I mean, I'd be a happy guy. And she said, I'll tell you what, I'm not making any guarantees. I'm not writing any checks I can't cash. But if I could pull that off, is that worth a bonus? And then once again, the guy looked at her with, with a puzzled look. Yep. And he said, heck yeah, that would be worth a bonus. And she said, I'm telling you, this woman's amazing. She said, how much? 20, 25%. <laughs> She's negotiating her compensation now. And the guy says, I would pay you a 20% incentive bonus on top of the other bonuses. There you go. That off. She called me up after the interview and she said, Rob, make sure this thing is in the employment agreement. And it wasn't when I got the when I got the offer letter. It wasn't in there, and I had to I had to refresh this one particular hiring manager who was the CEO of the company of of the conversation, and it came back, and there it was. And would you believe that she actually did rescue the client? Love it. Forty five thousand dollar bonus. And you got to pay the bonus. And it's, you know what I love is companies that Can you imagine. I mean, think about that. It's great. What's the one thing that I could do that will make you look good in six months? But it's not Boom. that she just talked about it. She did it. Yeah. She did it. She said, okay, let's go. I'm not writing a check. I can't cash. The expectation is set. But if I do it. Right. If I do. And she did it. And there you go. It's, you know, it's, 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 you know, a quid pro quo. And that's business. You know, I remember, I remember a great story is private equity guy comes in at Gulfstream Aircraft. This goes back 25 years. And it was a turnaround situation, a great management team, but the private equity, for, it was Ted Forsman, he was a wild card. Ted was a wild card. And he comes in and he says, all, all the sales guys are fired. I'm not happy with where you're at. I'm not happy with what you're doing. 
sales guys are fired. The CEO took them outside and said, we can't do it. Yeah, look, if you want to just trash things, yeah, what, what? I'm supposed to be able to hire? It was a purely emotional deal. He comes in, look, I'm pissed. You're all fired. And he says, look, I can't rebuild a sales team, you know, whatever. So he walks back in and says, okay, y'all have your jobs. Here's the gig. Everybody that takes a competing aircraft out of a hangar and replaces it with a Gulfstream gets a half million dollar bucks. Anybody that doesn't do that by the year end gets fired. Right. <laughs> True story. <laughs> and you can tell the guys who are going to do it because they were the ones that were like, get me out of this meeting. I'm going to go call my clients now. And then you heard the, saw the guys that weren't going to do it and the girls that weren't going to do it because they were sitting back in the room going, oh, shit, how do I keep my job? You know, it's, it's really yeah, funny. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, it's, it's, it's a tale of two cities. Man, you know? Yeah. And no, did anybody lose their job? No. It was it, you know, was it a lot of puffing. Yeah. But it was kind of setting the expectation of, you know, if you do this, this is, you know, this is critical. We need to go sell airplanes. Yeah. This is critical. Let's go do it. I wish I just probably. a bet. I was, yeah, look, I was just, a, I was just a fly on the wall in the room. I didn't have a territory. I was just, a, I was just a fly on the wall in the room. I was like, whoa, this is like crazy. But yeah, it was, it was great lesson in sort of how to drive some business, you know, carrot and stick, whatever. I showed the movie uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross to oh, my geez. recruiting team. And uh, I love the part where Alec Baldwin says, first place is a Cadillac, second place are these steak knives, third place you're fired. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of... I, I I had forgotten that there's a lot of vulgarity in that yeah. movie, a lot of f bombs and stuff. But it's it's unbelievable. I didn't show him the whole movie. I just showed him like that 12 minute vignette that Alec Baldwin did mm -hmm. when he talks to the sales guys, you know. And uh, it was great. Everybody loved it except I got a phone call the next day from the husband of one of the ladies that was in the room. And he goes, "I can't believe you showed this film this movie. to my wife." Are you are you crazy? This thing is one of the most vulgar things I've ever listened to. But yep. if anybody has has never seen that 12-minute vignette clip of Alec Baldwin and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, it's exactly like you just said. You replace the airplane, and, and, and those yep. of you that don't, you're fired. It, it's right out of there. I don't think in today's day and age, it, yeah. Look, I don't think in today's day and age that style works anymore. Yeah, you know, like I was I old. So. Yeah, the, yeah, the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, or you go do this, or you're fired. Yeah, you know, that's that's not look. That's not reality. But at the end of the day, I love your girl who goes. I can't. I'm not going to write checks. I can't cash. But if I do this, will you? Of course, man. I tell my. I tell my. You got a goal. You, you got to go, go do it. It's positive. It's positive motivation. It's positive leadership. And then the, the, your sales executive communicates where she is at every step in the process to turn the client. Yeah. You've got to, you, that's a team that, that that's, that's teamwork. Yeah. And I think, yeah, maybe a little bit of maybe my frustration today, maybe, maybe I'm just feeling a little frustration is, is that I don't think leaders of teams, captains of teams are setting an expectation, but I don't think the team members have are showing a lot of personal accountability to their job. They're, 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 they're completely unfocused. They're all over the place. They're focusing on the other stuff. And I'm, and I'm just feeling it today that maybe the great resignation is becoming a great, will become a great refocusing. You know what? Things. 
The great realization is really driving the great resignation. And what follows the great resignation is the great refocusing. Yeah. So you have the three G's, man. There you go. The three G's, man. If you don't understand the three G's, you're not happening. Man. There you, you go. understand the three G's. The three G's. Tell us what the three G's are, Rob. The great realization drives the great resignation, which drives the great refocusing. The great refocusing. There you, there you go. go. So. I think that's a topic for our next podcast, man. The I three think that's G's. It. I love it, man. I like, think I'm that's do it. a blog on that right now. Why don't we get off this? I'm doing a blog. Let's Actually, do Actually, I'm going to do a podcast with you after this on the great realization. We so are going to do it. Tune into my podcast, man. It's coming up next. There you go. So how do people get a hold of you, Rob? I'm high up in the mountains here. So people will probably would not be able to actually visit with me, but they can reach me on email, rob at mrfairfax.com, or they can go to my website, www.mrfairfax.com. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. It was a great conversation today. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, Craig. Talk soon. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com, or check us out at www.NorthStarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.